Hello and welcome to another episode of Detox for Vibrant Health. This show is all about simple ways to detox your body, mind, and environment so you can reclaim your vibrant health and live the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Jessica Green, board-certified holistic health coach, detoxification specialist, and sustainable building expert. On this episode, my guest Susan Neal goes into six easy steps to beat your sugar and refined carb addiction. This is so foundational for your health. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did in creating it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Detox for Vibrant Health. I'm your host, Jessica Green, and I have here with me, Susan Neal. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jessica. Such a pleasure to have you. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Susan Neal is a registered nurse with a master's in health sciences. She's an author, speaker, and certified health and wellness coach. Her award-winning bestseller book is Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. It's such an important topic. It's, uh, if you're going to do any kind of detox in your life, this is a great place to start. Sugar and carbohydrates. So important. So um, I'd like to just start out by uh, having you share with us a little bit about how you went from being a registered nurse, and I know you're still active, or you are licensed still, um, but how did you become a health coach? What was your journey like? Well, what happened was, is I went through a health crisis and I lost my health. Uh, At the age of 49, I had 10 medical diagnoses and two surgeries. And for 49 years, I had had great health. And you know, you don't realize how important something is until it's gone. So through healing, I had to use other alternative methods for healing. I had to get into my, you know, nursing background and my master's in health science to be able to really look at what else I could do that the doctors couldn't do for me. Mm-hmm. So through doing that, I came through it. It took about oh, a year and a half or so that I was sick. And then I got my vitality back. I recovered. I reclaimed my health. And then now, nine years later, I've written seven healthy living books. And I am on a mission to inspire others to improve their health. Because I know how bad it can be when you lose it. Mm. Oh, that is so powerful. And I know it's, um, you know, I feel like it's kind of a common story for many health coaches, right? Losing your health, going from being vibrant, healthy, happy, and then all of a sudden things aren't working quite right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to get out of bed. I was just exhausted, just adrenal fatigue, candida overgrowth, wow. in my gastrointestinal tract, a hole in my retina. I mean, I was a train wreck. Wow. It was like one medical diagnosis after another. And so I, after I wrote Seven Steps to Get Off Sugar and Carbohydrates, I was like, oh my gosh, I have individuals reaching out to me. I'm going to put my nursing background and I'm going to become a health and wellness coach. So I got certified as one. That's excellent. Wow. Well, you know, the world needs 
many people like you in it. So many more people to help each other, to coach each other, coach others through their health and wellness journey and to help them heal. Um, so I'm so happy that you're doing this work. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about sugar and refined carbs and uh, what it does to the body. Let's get into some specifics here, if you don't mind. Okay, well, first of all, when you eat you know, something that contains a lot of sugar or a refined carbohydrate that then turns into a sugar once it's, you um, ingested it, then what happens is your blood sugar goes up. Once your blood sugar goes up, then your pancreas has to release insulin, okay? And then the pancreas, you know, after so long, it gets tired out. And then that leads to diabetes type 2. Mm -hmm. So with the release of insulin, it lowers your blood sugar and gets it back to normal. So what's happening in your body, you eat the sugar and then your blood sugar goes up. You have a surge of energy and then it bottoms out because that insulin has been released and you are flat. You're just like, don't feel like doing anything. You're not motivated. You are lethargic. But then what happens is the body needs to get you going again. So it has to release adrenaline. And adrenaline, when that gets you going again, guess what that causes? Anxiety. Anxiety. When I was doing my research for my book and I found this out, it was like, oh my gosh, is this the reason why there's so much anxiety in our world today because of our high consumption of sugar and refined carbohydrates? That is a question. So that's what happens to, your, to you like with your endocrine system. But let me tell you what happens in the brain. So for the brain, when you see this delicious sugary foods, your brain narrows, it focuses, it wants it because dopamine is released from the same receptors in your brain that opiate drugs are released from. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can become addicted to the sugar, alcohol, refined carbohydrates. Mm, yes, that is such a clear picture that you've just painted. And uh, I know I've read this and heard this plenty that sugar can be more addictive than, I think it was cocaine. Sugar is more addictive than cocaine. And it's, it's just that. Our, our bodies are kind of wired to become addicted to it. Yes, yes. In fact, like with uh, MRI, uh, you can uh, have someone, they've done uh, images and it's on the internet and it's linked to it, it is in my book, but you can, you can Google it. But they had, you know, a patient who was a cocaine addict and somebody else who was a food addict. And both of them looked at their items that they desired and the, the, you know, the MRI showed the brain just going off in reference to, you know, those dope, those receptors just releasing the opium, not the opium, <laughs> releasing the dopamine. Yeah. That's our neuro feel good hormone. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, and this is a really important point too, because I think that there could be a lot of, um, you know, a lot of shame sometimes around, um, you know, eating these sugary foods. 
you know, oh, look at all the sugar that you're eating or look at that pastry that you're eating. Don't you know that's not good for you? Or, you know, something along those lines. But I think it's important to give ourselves a break, understand that there is a mechanism happening, a biological mechanism, a chemical mechanism happening in our body that's just telling us to eat the sugar. You know, we crave it. We really want it. And more we eat, the more we crave it, right? Yes. Yeah. We can't stop. It's really, really hard. And it, it's ingrained in our society. You know, all the delectable foods, the dry foods, the sugar laden coffee drinks in the morning, just all the desserts. And it's just part of our society. It's very yeah. unfortunate. It's caused 50% of Americans uh, living with um, a chronic disease and 40% suffering with obesity. Yeah, the numbers are getting just extremely high right now. And uh, the sugar and the refined carbs are definitely a major, major culprit in this. And uh, so just my point, don't feel ashamed of your addiction to sugar. That's not what this is about, but rather mm. just be aware of this is how your body is operating. But there are ways that you can get off of sugar and refined carbs. There are tricks, there's tips that Susan here, I know you're going to share with us. Yeah. So I'd love to jump right in if you don't mind. Well, I just want to say that if once you become aware of it, that, hey, I might be a, a food addict and, and there's tests that you can, you know, take to see that. And I have those links to those tests in, in my book as well. But once you realize that, it's like, you know what? I can get my dopamine by hugging my, my spouse, my kid, my grandkids. I can get it from petting my dog or my cat. I can go for a walk down the block and I can get my dopamine that way. I just need to understand this. And slowly but surely, you can rewire your brain to work effectively and your focus not to narrow. And also meditation and yoga are also really beneficial uh, for that as well. And I've written a couple of books on that too, because that helps with food addiction. That is brilliant. And I, I love that. Um, you know, and I don't think we, we remember this often enough. The, the simple things that you mentioned there, they're so easy, hugs, walks, meditation, yoga, ways to improve your dopamine level or boost it so that you feel good. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing that. So top strategies for detoxing from sugar and um, refined carbs. Okay. Let's well, get into it. Let's look at beverages. Okay. So number one, what are you drinking? Is there sugar in it? Is there, you know, things in it that, you know, are not healthy for your body? Because what is the best thing for us to drink? Water. There you go, Jessica, you're drinking your water. And uh, there's actually a formula for figuring out how much water you should drink. 
based upon your, your body size and your weight. So you want to drink plenty of water. And in addition to that, you can drink your one to two cups of caffeinated beverages. But other than that, that's all you should drink. And if you don't like water, add some lemon, lime, maybe stevia. You could add some organic strawberries or different berries and, you know, a mint, you know, some mint in there. Make it fun and, and delicious to drink your water and it goes down so much quicker then. Then we want to look at our gut health. Okay, how is your gut? Have you heard the saying, you know, when you have a healthy gut, you have a healthy body? And our gut is something that the medical um, system really does not address much. And I know because I went to nursing school, it wasn't addressed and I had a messed up gut. Uh, so I had an overgrowth of candida. You can have bad, bad bacteria growing in there and we don't even know it. So with the candida, I developed a quiz. It's called candyquiz.com, C-A-N-D-I quiz.com. And with that, you can figure out whether you may have a candida infection because, you know, is, am I having you know, food addiction or am I having a candida infection? When we get these things figured out and solved, oh my gosh, we get our self-control back. And it's so much easier to say no to something. So gut health, you should take a probiotic. I take one every day. You can determine, you know, based upon how healthy you think your gut is, how long you need to take it. I believe in taking um, a probiotic with at least 10 different strains of beneficial microorganisms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least 20 billion units. I buy mine from a health food store. I usually buy it in the refrigerated section. I don't buy it at a grocery store. So I want a high quality going into my gut. And then those good gut buddies, you know what they do? They fight off all those bad guys, you know, that are growing in there. Like for me, it was the candida, which is a yeast. And the candida, go ahead. I just wanted to just do a clarification question. Some people might not know why you would go to the refrigerated section for your probiotic. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you want your probiotics to be alive. So you want them to grow inside of you. You want them to be alive. And I know the ones in the refrigerated section have been kept in the refrigerated section versus the ones at your grocery store that are never refrigerated. Who knows what kind of a facility they were in, you know, being stored and how hot that facility was and if those um, cultures are actually live. That's Do you such have more to add to that? Jessica? No, that's such an important piece. Um, if you're going to go with a probiotic that's not like a soil-based probiotic, then it does need to be refrigerated because it does need to stay alive. And if it gets cooked too much, it'll it'll just die, right? Right. And then it's not useful. <laughs> right. It just becomes well, it's it's yeah, it doesn't do anything for you. So. Um, I'm sorry, you were going to say something about candida being a yeast. Well, well, what I was going to also say is that you should also get your probiotic from cultured foods, like mm, Greek okay. yogurt without the sugar. So just plain Greek yogurt. I do non-dairy because I do not eat dairy. It causes congestion for me. And it's just 
my body is lactose intolerant, it's not healthy for me. So a good Greek yogurt plain, uh, kimchi, which can be a little spicy, sauerkraut. I have just been eating the sauerkraut because that is where we're gonna get um, our good probiotics from food. And you need to get your probiotics from food as well as from supplements. Okay, so that was, that was number two. So first was drink water, number two was probiotics. Oh, number two, I think was gut health, right? Or no, yeah. the gut health and the probiotics, they go together. Exactly. Got it. Okay, yeah. getting that straight. Yes. And then number three is basically stop eating foods that, have, uh, that are high in sugar. So when I go to the grocery store, I go on the edges. I like to go to the fruits, the vegetables, the meats, the dairy, but I go for the non-dairy stuff. And the, and the aisles in the middle, you know, I really don't buy much. I try to avoid those areas. I don't buy a lot of the processed foods, the canned foods. I'd rather have my vegetables fresh. So what you want to do is if you are in the center aisles and you have a box or bag or you're looking at a drink, look and see how many sugars it has. So I've, I've come up with the rule that I don't eat more than 10 grams of sugar at one sitting. So if my kids are with me, we're going to the grocery store, they wanna buy a granola bar, I'm like, okay, tell me how many grams of sugar that is. It's 12, mom, per serving. And that's close enough, we can go ahead and get it. You know, mm -hmm. so, but um, the American Heart Association has come up with, I think it's about, 24 grams of sugar for women and 36 grams of sugar for men per day is the top limit. So you can think of 10 grams at a serving or 24 for a day if you are a woman. And I'd love to bring up this. It's something that I learned uh, not too long ago, but a typical container of Yoplait yogurt with a fruit in it has over 23 grams of sugar in it. Right. That, yeah. I, I, and then we, that just blows I, your day. Yep. We eat plain yogurt. So always check all of your labels for the amount of sugar. And if it's greater than 10, don't buy it. Or if you want a granola bar and it's, it's 20 grams of sugar, I cut it in half and then I eat it with some nuts. So I get the sweetness with five grams of sugar and I get the protein source of nuts. So then it's not spiking my blood sugar and making the insulin, you know, be secreted from my pancreas. So we've got to figure out different ways, you know, to handle not eating a lot of sugar. Yes. Great. Okay. So number four, do we have a number four? Yes. <laughs> Eliminate wheat. This is probably the hardest. Okay, so white flour has been stripped of all of its nutrients. All the good things that were in the wheat germ were taken out. White flour can sit on the shelf for months, maybe years. There's no nutritional value. All there is is the starch. And that's why processed foods can just sit there and sit there and sit there. There's no nutritional value. So we should eliminate wheat from our diet. This is one of the hardest things for people, but 
you know, today we have so many different alternatives. Like this morning I had a uh, against the grain bagel that was, you know, there was no grains, there's no wheat. It was absolutely delicious. And so it was low in sugar, lower in carbs. And, you know, there's a lot of alternatives today. I love that brand. I love that brand so much. And not only that, but I think it's also yeast-free. Uh, a lot of their products, uh, that brand has yeast-free bread, which is really great for those of us who maybe are tackling a bit of a candida overgrowth and maybe want to reduce the amount of yeast that we're exposed to. Yes. And that's me for sure. I mean, once I got that candida, I always have to be careful. Just really do. Yes. So next is you want to add more vegetables. Do you know there are a hundred different vegetables? But we seem to keep eating the same like five or six. So expand your variety of uh, vegetables. You know, get a bok chow or uh, Brussels sprouts or, you know, just some of the radishes, you know, just some different types of foods. So eat more vegetables and eat low sugar fruits. So low sugar fruits include all sorts of berries. And if you're eat, um, eating strawberries, make sure that they're organic because strawberries are on the top, um, top they're in the dirty dozen list. Yeah. So they're like one of the top ones that have a lot of the pesticide put on them. So we don't, we want organic strawberries green apples, uh, pears, plums, grapefruit. So we wanna go for low sugar fruits, not high sugar fruits like melons. All right, great tip. And with regard to veggies and fruits and getting more variety, now we see more farmer's markets coming back up online. Um, and I don't know about you, but that's a great way for me to get a lot more variety. You know, I might see uh, purple broccoli there. I might see varieties of apples that I haven't seen before. Um, just so many different options that you could get at a farmer's market because they're grown at a smaller scale. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I've seen. How about you? Well, you know, today for lunch, I had kale with purple cabbage. So yeah, I just took the kale and I found a secret with the kale is if you, uh, so it was organic kale and kale is also on the dirty dozen. Mm. So you want organic kale and purple cabbage and I uh, put a little bit of oil and then I, a little bit of salt and I massaged it in there with the cabbage leaves and just did that for a few minutes before I ate it. And that makes it a little bit uh, softer uh, to eat. And that is just really very, very healthy with loads of vitamins and nutrients, naturally, very filling. And you know what's also great is to put uh, nuts and seeds. So I added pecans and hemp seed on it. So just for some variety, because you get micronutrients from, from the different seeds, which are really beneficial for us. So we oh, want to be avoiding that wheat products and getting more of, you know, the bountiful produce that is available for us. Yes, exactly. And now is such a great time to make this kind of change in your eating habits. Yes, it is. It is. 
So you want to hear the, the last one? I think it's number six. Yes. Okay. So it is, if you took that uh, quiz, that candida quiz, candyquiz.com, and you think that you do have an overgrowth of candida like I did, because when you have that, it is like a monster in your gut. And it to took total control of my appetite. I was eating Ghirardelli chocolate every night with a red glass of wine. Okay. And that's not good for me to have every night, but that's what the candida ate and it loved it. So I just did not want to continue going down that road. So once I found out I had this, then I went on an anti-candida diet and I bought an anti-candida cleanse. Again, I went to the health food store and I found, you know, asked the attendant there, what is a good candida cleanse? And so I got one and I actually had to take two bottles because I, I, I actually, I had how it was found. The doctors totally missed it. And I had a colonic irrigation, which is like a royal enema. And the colonic therapist is like, oh my gosh, the stuff you just had, you're full of this candida yeast overgrowth in your colon. It has just colonized and taken over. So thank goodness that I tried some alternative methods of healthcare to find that. And I went to my internal medicine doctor and told him about this. And he's searching on the internet, you know, and he's like, he didn't know how to treat it. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry, Susan, I, I don't know what to give you for this. So I had to research on my own to figure out what to do. And for eight months, I had to be on the anti-candida diet, which is, you know, basically low sugar, low carb, no fruits, no wheat, no white rice. And then you want to do the anti-candida cleanse and diet. Yes, I think it's really important that whenever you have a candida overgrowth, if you do, tackling it with both the supplements and a diet really helps to make a difference. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. I love those tips. So I want to tell you, if you would like, if, if your listeners would like to get a copy of these tips, they're a free gift on my website. It's on the front page. It's called uh, Reboot Your Metabolism with the Seven-Day Challenge. And so my website is Susan U, that's the letter U, Neal, N-E-A-L.com. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well, a link to that so that people could go straight there and download their copy. And I want to share also, you've got a great course going on right now, and it is the seven steps to get off sugar and carbs. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I, I hear from, I have, I have a Facebook group with, and so with over a thousand followers and, and they needed more and you're welcome to join the Facebook group too. It's called seven steps to get off sugar, carbs, and gluten, but they needed more. So I created this course. It has all seven steps. It has videos, handouts. We go into depth into the four root causes for inappropriate eating habits. And the focus is solving the root cause. Mm. If you can figure out your root cause and you can solve it, oh my gosh, you get your normal appetite, your normal self-control back, 
you get rid of that monster in your gut. And it's like you can reclaim your health and ideal weight once again. And that's my mission. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, I'll put a link in the show notes for our listeners who want to take a look at the course in more detail. And I am so excited that you agreed to join me today. It's been lovely having you. And oh, you're welcome. And everyone, take care. Looking forward to hearing or seeing you on the next episode. This concludes another episode of Detox for Vibrant Health. Have you been experiencing weird health symptoms and find yourself snapping at your kids? Maybe you're experiencing mood issues, hormone imbalances, lack of energy, and trouble getting a good night's sleep. This is exactly what I help my clients overcome so they can be the best parent possible and handle stressful situations like pandemics with grace and calm. Interested in working with me? Just book a chat with me to find out how. See the link in the show notes below.